It's so fun to come together. It's good to see each other, but it's so wonderful to experience the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. In a lost and dying world <laughs> and so much chaos and insecurities going on around us, we have a refuge, a place that we can run to in the secret place. We can find help, hope, and healing and security for our souls, and I'm so grateful for that. Amen, aren't you? How many, if you have kids, how many have ever had your kids come to you? And I'm raising, you know, we've raised four altogether so far. (laughs) No more, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I have a friend that is about a year younger than myself and uh, uh, used to do her nails and I follow her on Facebook. She just had a baby. And I'm I'm 55. She just had a baby. It was her eighth one. I was like, dear Jesus. Not me, <laughs> not I. <laughs> Thank you. No, we're done. He's seven years older than me, so it just it just not be a good thing unless Jesus comes back sooner than we think he's going to. It would work. But anyway, we think he's coming soon, so we're going to be ready. So if he's coming soon, Lord, you can give me another child to raise. But anyways, <laughs> we won't go there. Praise the Lord. So in as I was saying, if you've raised children, you've probably experienced this. Probably every one of our kids have come to us at one time or another and told us something that they just hated about themselves. You know, I'm not smart. Um, I'm ugly. One of my kids, our kids, they're our kids, not my kids. He always says, you say they're my kids, but I had something to do with it. <laughs> one of our kids has come to us multiple times and complained about how they look and they're just not good enough. You know, and we know it's a spirit of rejection and shame and all that. But what does it do to you as a parent when your kid comes to you and says, I'm not smart enough? I'm like, you came for me and your dad. Do you think we're stupid? <laughs> no. Well, I'm just ugly. Do you think we're ugly? Because <laughs> you came from us. <laughs> you're our seed. <laughs> oh, no, you're not, you know. Uh, no, it's not why. <laughs> So my point is, though, it just makes me angry. It doesn't make you have you have you experienced this? Your kid comes to you and complains and tells them how tells you how they're stupid, they're not good enough, they're not smart enough, they're not able. They're and you're thinking, do you see yourself? Look in the mirror. Do you see how amazing you are? Do you know how qualified you are? Do you know the gifts you have? I know them. Why can't you see them? I can see them. Everybody else can see them. Why can't you see them? And it makes me mad. And I was just thinking about this today, how the title I want to talk to you about is The Cure for the Insecure. And how we have become, and every person in this place I know deals with insecurities. Every one of us. And it kind of rose up in me last night when I was talking with our ladies. Every one of our women in our group, we have an amazing group of ladies, are warrior women. Every one, I can look at everyone here, and, and, and the men too, but I'm just over the ladies, uh, looking at these ladies, thinking of all the things that they've pushed through, that they've gone through, that they've hurt through, that they've been wounded by, that they've arisen from, that they've pushed past, that they've gained strength, that they are now warrior women because they didn't give up, they didn't fall back, they didn't quit pushing forward, they kept running their race. And I see the strength and the value in each and every one of them. 
but they couldn't have done it without being secure in who they are in Christ. They could not have completed and finished each and every trial that they've gone through without knowing who their God is. And, and I, I feel sorry for the world right now because there's so much going on the last two years. What has this last two years done for our whole society? It has rocked our world so that no one knows where their security lies. Even as Americans, a lot of Americans don't even really know who they are because America is not the America that we know. We've been shaken to the core, but not us, not I. <laughs> because my security, as we learned Sunday, are anchored, we are anchored in the rock of our salvation and we know where our help comes from. It comes from the name of the Lord. And so I wanna just talk to you tonight about the cure for insecure. And there's two things the Lord showed me about insecurities. And I really didn't see this till I started studying about this. I'd never seen this before. I just looked up simply the word insecure out of the, the, uh, the definition uh, online is to mean, it means not firmly fixed, liable or to give way or to break. It's, 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 it's just not very secure. Um, oh, I, mi I mixed up one of them. Oh, there it is. You have it up here. Um, not confident or assured, uncertain and anxious. And that last word kind of caught my attention, anxious. Well, what is the root of anxiousness? Anxiety. What is, where does anxiety come from? We just sang about it. And I love that we sang that song because have you ever thought of the correlation? I'm no longer a slave to fear because I'm a child of God. I don't have to be in fear because I'm a child of God. How does that relate? How, do, how does that relate? I don't have to be in fear because I'm a child of God. Well, God is love. Perfect love casts out fear, right? So we don't have to be prisoners of fear or anxiety or unstable or insecure in any form or fashion because we are not sons of fear or sons of men. We are sons of, and women of God, amen? And because of that, we can be confident I like what, and I've, I've mentioned this before, I like what um, Creflo Dollar said one time. I was listening to him. He said, you know, a lot of Christians think they can't be confident because they think, oh, people will take me wrong. They'll think I'm just trying to be all that and a bag of chips, you know. But God, the enemy did not create anything original. He is not the originator of anything. He always imitates God. He can't create he is not able to create. He just imitates what God's already done. So God created us to be confident in who we are in him. The devil created arrogance. You see the difference. And arrogance is a total dependence and reliance on me, myself and I, my abilities, my strength, my looks, my possessions, my whatever I have, whoever I know, whatever I can do. That's all where that comes from. That's arrogance. But we don't have to be worried about that because we're children of God and we can be confident in who we are in him because we're, it's no longer I that lives, it's Christ that lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. And when I became born again and I became a Christian, 
I put away. I, my man, that old man is dead. It's no longer, it's no longer me that's living. It's Christ. What you see here is Christ living through me. Amen? And so I can be confident. It's okay to be confident. I want you to be confident. We want you to be confident in who you are in Christ. Not arrogant, but confident. Because we know that we're leaning on the strength of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And why shouldn't we be confident? Why shouldn't believers be the ones who stand up and say, I know who I am. I know what I can do because I'm doing it because of the strength of the Lord. Not because of my own ability, but because the Holy Spirit is working in and through me. He's speaking in and through me. Even tonight when I was preparing for this, I thought, Lord, I can't do this by myself. I can't get up and sing. I can't get up and speak. I can't, I can't pastor. I can't do anything in and of myself. But I can do it through you. Through you, I can do anything. You guys know the song. I can do all things because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. Okay. The definition for secure, you guys have it up there, is now think about these definitions to be secure, free from danger, affording safety, secure hideaway, trustworthy, dependable, secure foundation, free from risk of loss, an ease of mind, confident, assurance in opinion or expectation. Assurance and opinion or expectation. Having no doubt. Unwisely free from fear or distrust. Assured a secure victory. What does that sound like? It sounds like who we are in Christ. Security should be all of the above, who we are in Christ. It's fixed. We are fixed. There's one, one um, uh, definition here. It said something about being fixed. And it reminded me of a song that my husband wrote out of Psalm 108, 1. This is out of the Amplified. It says, oh God, my heart is fixed. It's steadfast in, in confidence of faith. Not in of myself, but confidence of faith. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises, even with my, my listen, even with my glory. There's, we have glory. We're carriers of the glory. He's made us glorious. He's given us his glory even with my glory, all the faculties and the powers of the one who, cre who is created in your image, your capital, your, I am created with all powers in his image. And so there's glory in what we do when we relay the confidence of the Holy Spirit. We are to bring glory to God through what we do, through what we say, through our lives, through our work, through everything we do, we should bring glory to God. Being a mechanic, there should be glory in what we do because there's confidence because God has given you the ability. You should be confident in that because God's made him an amazing, a capable mechanic. So there should be confidence in that. There should be confidence in what you're doing. Amen? All right, so let's move on. I, I stay there too long. So here's the passion. Um, translation for psalm a poetic psalm by king david my heart oh god is it's quiet have you ever had a quiet heart what does that mean when your heart is quiet it's confident it's still it's joy, joyful expectation all because of you now i can sing my song with passionate praises so there is a quiet confidence that we have in him isaiah there's a scripture in isaiah 30 it says um, in quiet confidence 
and quietness and confidence will you be if you'll come unto me. And then it goes on to say, but you would not. You'll rely on the strength of horses and do all these other things because you're relying on your own strength. So it's important that when we come to him and we're in, in that time, that time being in his presence and in the word of God, there's an exchange that takes place. See, the problem is, is we're living in a fallen world and the fallenness of the world gets on us. It's kind of like being in Texas during cedar fever time. <laughs> you go out in your car, you can see that yellow mist all over your car, and you've been affected by what's going on outside. The same goes with us. We're affected by, we, we shouldn't be, but that's what we have the presence of the Lord for, is getting into his presence. We get rid of that stuff. We, that's the exchange place where we give God our brokenness, our stuff that we can't deal with, and we say, God, here, I can't deal with it. I need your wholeness. And I just thank you, Lord, right now that I'm, I'm living that exchange life right now. And it's paid for by the blood of Jesus. Amen. So 2 Timothy, you all know this. First, uh, verse, chapter 1, verse 7. For God did not give us a spirit of, this is the Amplified. He didn't give us a spirit of timidity. And the word timidity here means cowardice of craven and cringing and fawning fear. But he's given us a spirit of power, of love, of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. There's a whole lot there that you preach a long time, but I just want to focus on that we don't have a, and, and fear is a spirit. It's just not just a feeling. It's not just something that tries to um, tempt us. It is a spirit. And the word says that we don't have a spirit of fear, but we have a spirit of love. Love is what's casting out the fear power. We have the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with things and a sound mind, sound mind. And I'll show you some things about that here. It's in the Strong's, it's a, the sound mind here. If you can read, it's a combination of SOS, which means safe and friend, which is the word mind in the, this is the Strong's translation. Hence, safe thinking. That's why I always say he's given me a strong mind, a sound mind, safe thinking. The word denotes good judgment. He gives me good judgment. He gives me a disciplined thought pattern. He gives me the ability to understand and to make right decisions. It includes the qualities of self-control and self-discipline. So a lot of times we get down on ourselves and say, I just need to be more disciplined. I just, I just need to have more self-control. I just, I, you know, we've been talking about eating and it's like, I, I, I got to be more, you know, have more control about everybody's holding in their bellies. I got to have more self-control. I, you know, I got to be more disciplined. And, and this goes in every area. It's not just the physical, but it's also in the, in the uh, spirit world all parts and and the uh, the emotional the soulish realm and I like what Pastor Steve talked about Sunday we need to take care of our souls that's the mind the will and the emotions we have to take care a lot of times we focus on all the other things we're disciplined in our body we're reading our Bible but we need to take care of the soul we need to take care of of our hearts our minds our emotions and how we do that is getting into the Word of God and 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 having some balance in our life. We, you know, right now, just our fellowship here together, laughing and worshiping and, and having this communion together, it is, it is food for our soul. Amen? It feeds our soul. That's why it's so important that we're gathering together. We're not forsaking the assembling because it's feeding not just the spirit man, but it's also feeding the soulish man. And it's important. And a lot of people think they can just do it. And I'm thankful for online church, but you can't just do online because you're not in connection with the body. Amen. You know, I was talking to Emma today. She had a, 
had a little uh, surgery on her thumb. She had a little bone that was sticking out. It was her second one. She got this big old burrito cast on her hand. And she said, can you call me? I can't really text. And so I called her and she said, you know, this is, has, hi, Emma, I know you're watching us. This has given me a new a revelation of what it means about every member is important of the body of Christ. <laughs> every joint brings a supply and every member is important. You know, and if you've broken a toe or anything else, you understand that, that every part, every member is important. And that's the way it is with the body of Christ. Every one of us is important and we bring a supply of the spirit. Amen. So uh, back to 2 Timothy 1, 7, we're talking about the spirit of fear, that we don't have a spirit of fear. So I'm seeing here that connected to insecurity is anxiety and anxiousness and a spirit of fear. Had you ever seen this before? Being insecure is, there is, fear is involved in being insecure. And a lot of times fear is connected to being insecure because a lot of insecurities are based on things of how we've been raised. Maybe we've been raised in homes that were not secure homes. I was blessed to be raised in a very secure home. Uh, even though my dad went on to be with uh, Jesus at an early age, I was 13 I, I, we were raised in church, so I knew where to go. <laughs> my heavenly father became my father very quickly, and I really leaned on him, and he spoke to me in the nighttime and, and really just taught me things in, at, as a kid. I just was, I was, you know, sure to bring, read my Bible every night, and the Lord spoke to me just in my diligence to do just that one thing, and he spoke about the calling on my life and just the different things. My parents had a lot to do with it. I don't want to, uh, you know, deny that, but there were some really good things that were put into me because I understood who my father was, my heavenly father, and I had that security in my home, but some people are not raised with that. Some, some homes are very... Um, Un, not balanced. There's a lot of, you know, abuse and different things. But that's why we have God. That's why we have the stability that we have in Jesus, that we don't have to uh, be insecure. We don't have to live in fear because of who we are in Christ, but also because of his love for us. Also because of his love for us. And, uh, you know, when we say, you know, I'm a son and daughter of God and, and God loves me. What does that mean to you? Because it, it can become very cliche, you know, that you see bumper stickers and, you know, God loves you, God loves me. We sing the song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so as a young kid. And you think, what does this really mean that God loves me? He loves us with an unconditional love, unconditionally. It doesn't matter what is in our past it doesn't matter what we've done wrong, what we've done right. Um, and I want to touch on something here with this too, because insecurities can affect the, the people that have gone through some hard stuff, and it can affect the people that have gone through some great stuff. You know, I think religion can feed insecurities in people, because religion is all about performance, and it's all about you doing everything right so that you can be accepted to, before God, and if you're not doing it all right, if you don't have all your P's and Q's lined up, then there's something wrong with you, and you're not accepted, and that is just not true. Jesus died, he took our place, he gave his life so that we could come to him boldly. The word even tells us to come boldly. Does it come you know, creep up the stairs 
and do your, what is it called? Uh, penance. You know, just be a, you know, you're just a worm. Come before, no. I, and I'm not making, I'm really not making fun of it. It's not God's best for us. It is not God's best. He doesn't want us to go through hard times. He's there for us. He gave Jesus. He gave his life so that we could be free, so that we could walk in confidence in who we are in Christ. We have the word. We have the name. We have the blood. We have everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. Now, what more do we need? We're just not utilizing what he gave us. Amen? And we can be as absolutely secure as we can be 